Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Card, it was the first thing that popped into my head. Kinky, do you love guys? Should me and Alex do the In My Feelings Challenge? Okay, can you explain what the In My Feelings Challenge is? Just I, I know that all of you guys know, <laughs> but if we have any like new listeners who are maybe from like out of the country, okay, you can explain. I don't even know that I quite know. So, like, Drake has a song called In, In My Feelings and it's really good and it's on his new album, and all these people are doing this dance like to it and they're calling it the in my feelings challenge but i don't quite know what the challenge is like is it to do the best dance because now what everyone do it is doing is like people are filming it from the inside of a car and they're dancing while the car is still driving right it's like in um uh what's it uh what's the mode slow no what's oh the neutral ne- your car is in neutral oh the, your car is in neutral oh i was gonna say something else Cruise control. Cruise control. <laughs> I think that's when you're like going steady 60 on the freeway. Okay, it's not that. <laughs> Neutral. But I don't know if that car thing's like part of it. I, we probably sound so stupid. <laughs> All I know is when the Fab Five did it, it was the sexiest thing I'd ever seen. And I watch it every morning when I wake up. Anthony, your kimono, dude. <laughs> Anthony looks horrible doing that. He He's cannot not, dance. He has zero swag, zero talent. Oh, no, no, no. He has zero talent, zero um, talent. Yeah, zero talent, zero dance moves, but all of the swag. Like he can't actually cook. He can't uh, actually dance, but he because he has all the confidence and all cook. the swag. I am upset with people that think he cannot cook. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's put the K Bosh <laughs> on this. We can debate later whether or not Anthony can cook. These people are here to talk batch. Okay. Garrett, Jason, Blake, Colton. It's hometowns week, baby. Becca's going home. She's talking about sex with people's parents, and it's really weird. It's so weird. I was like, <laughs> Becca. What are you doing? And the mom, you could tell Colton's mom was like, don't say it, Becca. <laughs> Do Becca, not say there. it. Becca, don't you dare. <laughs> but we will get to there. Um, before anybody or before uh, the rest of the guys, we have Garrett first. <laughs> that was such a backwards way Whatever. to say that Garrett was the first hometown date. Literally all I wrote down was that went well. I also, they drank out of really interesting, cool cups that I would like. Probably Ooh. Home Goods, right? Well, probably get you're there. a Home Goods aficionado, so I trust you to find the right goods for your home. <laughs> um, but I, I wrote down a couple of facts, um, just like some bullet points, because uh, Garrett's date, it was just maybe not super memorable, but maybe some things that we can use to have a conversation. Like, A, the driver of, were they crop dusting? What were they doing? <laughs> Crop dusting is when you fart and then walk away. <laughs> what were they doing in the field with the seeds? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Um, the driver, 
Um, I wrote, does Garrett hate the driver? Because <laughs> Wait, I thought Garrett was driving. No, Garrett and Becca were in the back and there was maybe like um, a man who was not from this country, possibly an immigrant or a descendant of immigrants. <laughs> Okay. That was driving the vehicle, and I just wrote down, does Garrett hate him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't imagine Garrett being in a position with anybody that's not exactly like him. I know. He's, I don't like and him. And feeling comfortable based on what we already know. I know it's, we're beating a dead horse, no, but it yeah. was an awkward optics. Can I ask you something? What did you think of his family? I liked his family. Okay. I'm a little over something. Okay. Tell me. I'm a little over these like. I. Okay. I understand it. You never want to like. It's not easy to watch your child be sad. Like it's not easy to watch them experience heartbreak. They were literally acting like. A breakup was the worst thing that could ever happen to somebody. In all honest. Like. Okay. Keep. Well, I was just going to say, I'm just getting a little over these like super protective parents that we keep seeing on this show. Like I like, yeah, you want the best for your child. I totally get it. But it's also like and we'll obviously get into Jason's. But I just thought like watching Garrett's family, then watching Jason's family handle these situations was like day and night. And like I and I think that they were both coming from a similar place. But I'm just like over these parents, over their adult children being like, they can't experience another breakup. How will they ever go on? It's like everyone you, you goes said on. Jason, you said Jason's family? I think Jason's family was the only one that handled this situation super well. Like I thought that they handled it in the terms best. Of heart, in terms of heartbreak. Just, yeah, just in terms of like, like, not like if you hurt my son, I'll like ruin you. It was like a mom that was clearly like, all right, I don't know if I'm like totally on board with the show, but I like raised a son that I trust to make his own choices. And like, you know, people experience breakups and like, that's fine. They were like really nice to Becca. They were really casual. They weren't this like overbearing, like, you know, have, has he told you about all of his exes well, yet? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's, not, I mean, I, you know, I'm coming from a place of not liking Garris. <laughs> yeah. Um, Based on things that we know about him from outside of the show. But Garrett did experience a divorce, which is a little bit more high stakes. I agree. I, than I, your typical heartbreak. I agree. It's like, and again, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, parents just need to get over it because like their kids are going to be sad. Like, I don't mean that. Like, I know that it's hard to watch your kid go through any sort of heartbreak that's like not easy and you want them to be happy. But it's just like. It's just like a part of life and this family just like literally acted like it was the worst thing that could ever happen to somebody. I can see two sides of it because like on one side of it, I cannot imagine giving birth to something that you made with a person that you are still with to this. Well, no, anybody. It doesn't even matter if you're with your partner or not. But I can't imagine like making another human being having an extension of your heart and soul out there in the world. Yeah. And then something destroying them and feeling like there's nothing that you can do as a parent to help them. And then the first person that they bring back, like could be a trigger point to 
putting them into this dark place. So I, I get what you're I know what you're okay. So that is the that is where I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm playing devil's advocate. But on the other side of things, it's not like your son was the first person in the universe to experience heartbreak. And I think that maybe is where Garrett's and definitely Blake's parents maybe needed like a little bit more perspective. It's just like, okay, heartbreaks happen. I mean, I call my mom every day (laughs) (laughs) describing a new level of heartbreak. And she's like, (laughs) yeah. And I get it. Like he got divorced at a young age, but Mm -hmm. it was like, God, where were you when he was that young? Like, couldn't couldn't you you have been like, maybe you don't marry this person when you're Mm -hmm. 23. I don't, not to it's, say you don't a, know. There's really nothing that you can but. do or say. And I think that's what she was talking. I think that she was sort of tapping into like in terms of being like the helplessness of a parent. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of narcissism involved with that. Maybe if it was like dabbed with like a little bit of like, I know this is a thing. Yeah. But I, who knows how it was edited. I don't know. I, I weirdly liked them and I wondered how in tune they were with Garrett as a person because they said that he had like some solid values and that was hard to find but i'm like what are his solid values like right because he is a homophobic (laughs) racist right so what are the values like um i love children as long as they are the superior race (laughs) here is all we know about garrett take Mm -hmm. away his social media take away anything from outside of the show the only thing we know two things he likes to fish and he wants to have kids that's it that's like really literally the only thing and he doesn't like emotions yeah and he hates when girls are sad (laughs) (laughs) listen this would not be the guy for me uh for all of the reasons he cannot handle people being sad but becca seems pretty charmed by that rose tree that he planted oh i know this was just like the most watching them just like and by the way I think I'm like a farm person. I've been on farms. Sure. And you have you, literally your house is a green <laughs> greenhouse. This day was so boring to me. It was definitely the most boring of the four, which is why I'm glad that we got it. Because they didn't do first. anything. They just like sat on a tractor. I think the fact that, I mean, she keeps talking about it or they're just recycling the same soundbite from the first episode. But the fact that he does remind her of her dad yeah. is like definitely fulfilling a need of hers. Yeah, easily. Um, what were you surprised that he was not one of the first two called at the rose ceremony? Yeah. I thought he was going to be the first one. And it was like, is it him or Colton? I, I would have assumed that it would have come down to Colton and Jason if it was going to be anybody because Garrett and... um. Blake like have it in the bag well they sim from moment one yeah so I was just like oh okay so there's like no level of suspense but then they add that like eccentric violin music and I'm still nervous to the last second I know I was like wait is she gonna send Garrett home I mean no I think that Garrett is you know what's so interesting when she had her girl moment Caroline was like you like Garrett I can tell she does get like jelloey around him I also think that I'm attracted to Caroline. <laughs> that's for another. That's for later. Okay. okay. Jason had like the, the most fun thing I've ever seen anyone do on a hometown ever. Okay. So they had a, a wings uh, eating contest. Yeah. Which was 
you said it best. So <laughs> fun. It How was did you come up with the words? So much fun. Okay. I wrote down a thought. Okay. Her and Jason seem very, very comfortable and like really have a lot of fun together. She's obviously like said it a million times. He's like the best kisser. But I did agree with his mom when she was like, I can tell you like her. I don't know how much she feels towards you. I know. I thought that was very intuitive. And uh, and she was like, I like this girl a lot. And yeah, yeah but like I, this is and I get the same thing. I think that Jason is the guy that if she met him in the real world, in real normal human being time, they would probably end up together. Because I do think a lot of people that ha- that go into the world having an exact picture of the- what they want to end up with typically don't end up with that. Or like don't like the people that make them happy typically are not those ones that like fall into this picture that they like have created in their head. And I don't, I don't think Jason's someone who she pictured herself with, but yeah. like he surprised her. So I think that like in the real world, her and Jason, if they had met in normal circumstances, probably would have dated at a very normal pace and probably would end up together. But because it's like so like this show, like you have to make fast choices. Y- you end up ending up with people like Garrett who were the exact thing that you like imagined in your mind. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think of what is a better way to do it. <laughs> I, I mean, truthfully, yeah. no, because yeah. like, and not the, to say neither can't make you happy. Right. But, Cause like one is organic. Yeah. And, uh, it's happening naturally in real time and you guys are developing a, a chemistry at your own pace. And then the other is like, you've been through a couple of relationships, you know what you want, mm-hmm. you're able to sort of curate what you need and then you make that person your husband, boyfriend. Yeah. And I don't like believe in like the soulmate. Like there's one person on this planet for everyone. Like I think we all make choices to be with who we're with. Well, that is just so a that's dummy, dummy, dumb thing. Yeah. my soulmate would be like. Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> would be mine. Or like. Some guy in the like outback. <laughs> in the outback. They'll never meet. In like, the outback. But that was my soulmate. Like if we're doing if we're doing randomly selected. No, 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 totally. So like it's not to say that like the Garrett or the Jason like n- only one of them can make you happy. I just think that like, yeah, you make choices. I don't know. She there's just something that like I I think that's a brilliant philosophical conversation in like you general. So much. You're welcome. I just don't think she's that into him. <laughs> she's so not. I know. I, I don't it's know. sad. It's a it's a bummer to watch. Um, he should he should be the next bachelor. Oh, I think I think he'd be a great bachelor. I wrote down a buffalo wing contest. This is what I want. Gay brother in law. <laughs> this is what I want. Oh, those brother like his brother and his husband were awesome oh my god I'm also attracted to the to I the said <laughs> I did I said Steven is who I'm most attracted to this season See, <laughs> this is oh gosh why are we uh well you're getting married but <laughs> we should not end up married <laughs> I love well they love Jason's house beautiful old it's home. a beautiful old home upstate New York Can we go back to the old gay to the gay brother the old gay the brother old gay brother <laughs> three years so older young brother yeah but I thought the way that he spoke about the relationship was so sweet this is a guy who could be listen this is a guy with slick back hair this Jason Jason 
This is a guy who hangs out with Gronk. This is a guy who <laughs> likes <laughs> Buffalo, a, a Patriots fame and fortune. This is a guy who likes to eat wings yeah. in contests. Contexts. <laughs> yeah. This is a heteronormative, typically heteronormative bro by stand like by like by like on paper yeah by societal standards who's looking at his older gay brother and being like that's what i want out of a relationship and a partnership yeah i shed tears jason is the opposite of toxic max masculinity like to me if i meet jason and i meet garrett and i'm like oh mm-hmm. uh, like who would i want my sister to end up with it's not Garrett. And you're no, right. Like just... on paper, it's like Jason is this like bro, whatever. Garrett is this like family man. But like, obviously I've said it a million times, the fact that Garrett can't see girls when they're sad. And then like like Jason is like, a, he's a confident person, but he's a sensitive person. He's yes. a confident, sensitive person. He like, and he loves himself and like, that's what's so attractive. 100%. Like he is stereotypically masculine who has like these other qualities that makes him such a like engaging and rich and sensitive, incredible human being. To me, he, I mean, he, he's my crush of the season, but she just doesn't, for whatever reason, he doesn't tick. I think that's how I'm interpreting the situation. He doesn't tick a certain box for her. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was so adorable when he said, I love you. Like the buildup. He's like, I know that I have been. Yeah. He did a great job. Closed off and it's not easy. I don't say things that I don't mean. And I really do. I, I fully do believe that. I also think that this, um, the context of, um, the bachelor slash bachelorette model like manipulates your own brain without you realizing it. But I really truly felt like he meant it when he said that he was like crazy falling in love with. Yeah, him. no, me too. Yeah, no, I like him a lot. I mean, he, he'll never win. <laughs> it's just, There's just no chance on this planet Earth that he will. But I'd love for him to be the next bachelor. And I think that ABC would make a huge mistake making if it was out of any of these four guys making Blake Garrett or Colton uh, well we know it's not gonna be Colton but any of them the bachelor I don't know I I go back to this thought in my head a lot so when it was Ben Flanick season why are we talking about Ben Flanick because honestly (laughs) visually yeah Ben and Jason look a lot alike Jason is very sexy based on like how he moves, how he is, how he engages his friends. His yeah, and warmth. Ben Flanick was not. Yeah. <laughs> but visually, they don't look dissimilar. Yeah, that's fair. And I remember when Ben was The Bachelor, I think I heard this on Juliet's podcast, Rob Mills. She was interviewing Rob yeah. Mills, who was the head of uh, or his SVP He said that everyone thought programming. he was so ugly. He didn't put him on the poster. So. Paul, Paulie, the president of ABC at the time, said he was too ugly. Yes, exactly what he said. So they yeah. couldn't put him on the poster. So I'm just like, if this comes down to like America's quarterback complex, I'm going to. So what I'm saying, if, if she picks Blake, out. if she picks Blake and it is between Garrett and Jason and we have a Garrett bachelor, Alex, I might like I will. I, I would be forcing myself to watch. 
if I didn't have this podcast, I would probably not watch it. I don't think I think that there's been too much negative press around Garrett. So I don't think that that would happen. No, I really I don't <laughs> like it. it's not like when we're talking when we're talking like um small town farmer boy like Chris Souls existed in a pre Trump world. Yeah. Like I don't I don't. He's also like a sleazeball. Well, he's a murderer. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Un- it's not funny. Unintentional murderer, unintentional but murder. yes. No, honestly, he's probably a good guy who <laughs> who murders accidentally. Murders. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It we was a not- it was it was a tragic accident. <sighs> no, but he didn't. Don't he drink che- and drive. Didn't he cheat on Whitney with her BFF or something like oh, that? Oh, okay, you're right. He's a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I like wasn't even talking about murder. Like murder, I can forgive. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he cheated on her with his dancing with the stars right, right, right allegedly it's true i mean definitely true okay okay <laughs> well, i don't even remember what we were talking just about. you don't think oh, that they I don't would think pick that America, like, like he, yeah. and he's also not a good narrator like he's not a good like, he's not a he has a horrible he doesn't know how to crystallize his thoughts at all he has not he's so oh my god yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> and he already has controversy. It's not going to happen. If anything, they'll pick like Peter or they'll try. <laughs> oh, my God. They're probably going to try for Peter until the day they die. What if it's grocery drill. OK, I thought about this this week. I was like, they really should make grocery joke, but he's going to be on Paradise, right? Yeah. So we'd have to. <sighs> How heartbreaking would it be to watch a grocery joke go through Paradise finding nobody, though? Well, even more of a reason to make him a the bachelor. <laughs> he's forced. He gets to pick whatever he wants and they have to say yes. Is Grocery Joe still relevant or are we keeping no, no, him relevant? No, he is. Okay, cool. Um, okay, Blake's next. Or, or do you have any final thoughts? No. About, no, um, no final thoughts. Okay. Okay. Wow. This was a doos. I might... I, like jaw drop the whole time. Like, <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. Well, let's start with the even the, just looking at his name. I just feel like my heart, we're talking my about stomach. Blake. <laughs> we're talking about I, Blake, literally, <laughs> I literally looked at my nose and saw Blake's name and was just like, oh my God. Okay. Well, let's start with the school dynamic. Okay. And then, okay. Because so, they pull up to his high school and I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> So what we learned after we heard that harrowing tale last week about Blake's mom having an affair with his English teacher and or it's LOL slash (laughs) basketball coach. We find out that Blake's mom was a teacher at the school. So that makes a lot of sense as to how how things could have started going down right because and why all everybody i else imagined was her bringing orange slices to practice no it's a lot more nuanced yeah um, and that's how everybody knew and that's how everybody knew i also thought it was like a little bit bizarre when he was like half of the, you know like all of these teachers like mentored me and made me the man i am today and i was like is it because half of these teachers like where your mom <laughs> or like screwing your mom <laughs> like a little bit of your Wait, stepdad really quickly before we dive into the rest of this i need to say one thing that i <laughs> i know this is like not something to be upset about but i did not stop thinking about it 
It's snowing. Really, really snowing. Uh-huh. Becca has on bare ankles in like <laughs> terrible weather. No hat, no gloves. Blake almost get it. He lives in it. Becca shows up in like her regular like cut off jeans, bare ankles and like booties that I wore to work yesterday in the summer in Southern California. And uh-huh. I'm just like... Again, your stylist, like you were, you needed to dress for the weather. Anyway, it just literally yeah. bothered me. I, I this, sorry, this has been something that has stayed. With she you. did this with Garrett at the Olympics. They were just like, what? well, they weren't at the Olympics, but they had Olympic people doing the ice luge thing. Wait, Remember what? <laughs> when Becca and Garrett had the Olympics date? Yes. They were just like in jeans, bare ankles running through the snow. Okay. I was like, you are going to get frostbite. Mm. Right. So not only is she not dressing fashionably, she's also not dressing practically. Or Like, honestly, this was probably the best outfit she's worn. Casual jeans, booties. But it's just like dress for the weather. Ugh, I don't know. It's just like wow. when people like, OK, the other week at work, it was guys we're having a heat wave in L.A. Yeah. Someone wore a wool sweater to work. Ugh. And I was just like, what? Fire like, her. I'm not fire her, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, if you pass out, like, I'm it's- sorry, that is your fault. Like, we're in a heat wave. Like, Becca, if you get frostbite on your foot, that is your fault. What grinds your gears more? <laughs> Becca's um, Practical and unfashionable choices via her stylist or the idea that Garrett could be our next bachelor. <laughs> I guess Garrett being bachelor. I feel like that's your moral or like what your society says your morals should say, but I feel like it actually might be the fashion. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Like how to really. Okay. So back to it. <laughs> I just look at that. I just look at that person and I'm like, I don't want you dressing my kids to go out in the snow. I got to say, Sarah, when you said that this was a draw dropping segment, (laughs) I didn't think that we were going to spend 30 minutes on fashion considering everything (laughs) that was jam packed into this. Like I literally, this will stay with me for the rest of my life. Like everything that happened to Blake. First of all, the harrowing divorce, the affair with like all of the teachers. Okay, it was one. (laughs) (laughs) But the teachers and then everybody knowing. Okay, it's like the saddest thing in the world. No, on top of it was horrible. Saddest thing in the freaking world. There was he. There, his school is the victim of a of a shooting. Yes, which was like a hor- just so bad to hear. Well, especially given that it, how much of his family was in the school at the time. It his was his sister, his mom. His mother is the one that had to announce the school shooting to the entire school. Yep, this makes a lot of sense because we've seen Blake have a lot of anxiety, and like that's okay. Like most people I would say suffer from anxiety and that's like not a reason to not marry somebody that's like so something so manageable I mean everybody has everybody has it but like to me it's like everything clicked in that moment like anytime he was like being weird or like anxious it's just like he's I don't know as somebody who like uh I mean thank god has like not ever had to like experience that like and just like seeing it on the news like I feel 
uncomfortable walking into like crowded spaces like I don't know I just like can't imagine how he would feel like existing in the world and like how I mean how any of these students would feel so it's just like it was hard yeah especially after your mom is making the announcements and you feel so vulnerable and three-fourths of your family are in a building and this mom probably just like wanted to grab her kids but like she has an obligation to an entire school of kids uh, entire school of protect like i i i'm it, it was a really it was really hard to hear um i'm just so sad for him and i think he he definitely carries it with him every single day it sounds yeah. like one one student didn't make it out alive um and uh, he really does seem to be somebody who pushes through to positivity and seems really grateful to be alive. And I would imagine mm-hmm. after experiencing something like that, that that's how you deal. That's how you cope. Yeah, <laughs> it was really I, I mean, I just he's an inspiring person. It's it. Gosh, you don't wish adversity on any person, but I really do think it makes you wish it makes you who you are. And I think it makes you. Yeah strong well the thing is too is like when you see people like Blake that have really gone through it and like come out so much stronger on the other side like I mean it just puts so much into perspective for you like yeah I don't know divorces like I'm not trying to belittle Garrett's divorce but it's just like (laughs) to see a family be like that affected by his divorce and then it's like wow watching what someone like this like went through and like what a good person he is was just like wow mom not to get ahead of ourselves a little bit but his mom the way that he the way that Blake's mom talked about Blake's heartbreak I thought to me seemed more dramatic than (laughs) Garrett's (laughs) Well, by the um, way, when I went on my little soapbox earlier, I didn't mean this generally. I'm just like over adult men's mothers <laughs> not being able to handle their sons being dumped. <laughs> that like that is that was my general <laughs> message. What? Okay, before we get into like the family dynamics, yeah. I just want to point out that they did a reverse engineering on at the high school. Usually, it's Becca surprising. I know the boys with the I know with a live musical act, and then Bl- Blake coming in coming in hot with an actual cool artist an actually cool one and also Betty who is awesome she's so hot right now and like all like this was she was like wow this is one of my favorite artists she was singing along she knew all the words she knew all the words and I was like wow this is what this shows is like of course this was like big and extravagant and romantic and fun and cool but like it could have been like anything just like showing that you've listened. Like this is somebody who listened. This is someone who heard Becca say she loves Betty who and like, and was like, Hey, do you guys know anyone who knows Betty who (laughs) who could play in my high school gymnasium? (laughs) Like that to me was, I was like, wow, that's what you want. You want someone who like hears you and listens to you. Who sees you. Who Who sees you. You want to feel, you want to feel seen. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I have to say I thought it was a beautiful moment for their relationship but I also had some terrible high school flashbacks because uh, when I was in high school like circa 2004-2005 like my sophomore junior year it was like a big thing to like try and lobby as a school to get 
famous artists to perform in your gym. Oh, yeah. And uh, during this year, it was really hot to try to get Ashley Simpson and Ryan, Ryan Cabrera to perform in your On gym. On the way down, I saw you. And, and you saved me from pistols. <laughs> Pistols of man. You make me wanna love in the kitchen on the phone. <laughs> Guys, side note, I highly suggest everybody checks out the Ashley Simpson show on YouTube. All episodes are available. It is a fascinating character. The episode when her and Ryan Cabrera make out for the first time is like the best thing ever, and then they start dating. I know. I was like, and on the way down, I saw you, and, and you, you saved me from myself. myself. And I, I won't, won't forget, forget the way you love me. me. And, and on the way down, down, I almost fell right through, but I held on to you. Anyway, we got really close, and we did not win. <laughs> and I really think it's because my high school class only had 80 girls in it. Yeah, so there, there would be like no audience. There was no winning. <laughs> Um, and I was so pissed in this moment because it brought me right back emotionally to where I was when I was 16. I was like, damn it. We got so close. We were on list. You guys were, some would say, on the way down. Oh, freaking A. Wow. Okay. Okay, well, that so, was beautiful. Okay, so what did you think about the the Blake's family dynamics? Okay, I was so happy to see his parents pleasantly in the room together. So was it Blake's dad that he had that conversation with after his mom? It was his dad. The stepdad was the one who the button at the end of the episode was like, Blake can't cook or fix cars. Are you sure? I went back and rewatched Blake's segment because I thought the guy at the end was so hot. <laughs> and I thought that he talked and spoke and moved exactly like Blake. I was, oh, by the way, I think I told you before the episode, I'm attracted to Blake now. Yeah. Because he's getting like hotter with each episode. Right. But, um, the so but the dad the guy at the end he just like like is he Blake's real dad is it no. is it Blake's uncle because there was also a an a shot or an insert shot of a man rubbing his mom's back that was not the guy who was the button at the end who was like Blake can't cook he can't work on cars it was somebody else I thought that the button they said it was his stepdad really yeah I thought so. I just, I just thought it was so weird how similar to Blake he was. And All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Either way, I mean, both of his parents were seemed like great. Or, all of his parents, whoever they were, all seemed like great parents. <laughs> they seem to really love Blake, which is. That's all you can number ask one. for. Apparently he had siblings there. I don't think we met any of them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're not close. He was like, you're going to meet my sister. And they like showed like a four year old. And I was like, I don't think that's a sister. <laughs> I mean, I know that we have like a the, weird family situation because our sister is so much younger. Yeah. But they were in, he was in, at high, in high school at the same time as his sister. Right. Yeah. So it couldn't have been her unless she's like Benjamin Button saying. Yeah. Could you imagine after all this, we have to hear that his sister is a Benjamin Buttons? Uh. Uh. No. I can't. Oh, too much. <laughs> I um, I do think in general, like, I don't, you, you don't want to put any families, you don't want to compare any families next to each other, but I thought what Blake's family brought beyond anything else was just warmth. Yeah, I agree. It felt like she walked into family. Yeah. His, I love you at the end, when he was saying goodbye to her, like, I felt 
like he said i love you and i felt giddy like i felt like he said it to me oh my gosh Sarah. do you think he did do you think give a shot <laughs> <laughs> no i just like Sarah, i you could get blake i just thank you so much you could get blake i just felt him be like oh i love you becca and her like i just like the way her body moved her face was like I was just like, this guy's winning. Well, she said in multiple ITMs that Blake has been, he was the first person to tell her how he feels and the feelings are fully reciprocated, though yeah. she hasn't felt like she's in a place appropriately to express them. Do we think she breaks Blake's heart? I, if she does, so help me God, I cannot. Question. What? Who would you rather have a bachelor, Jason or Blake? I don't know. I think that Blake is what America wants. Jason is maybe what I want. Is maybe what America needs. I don't know. I just, Blake is so good at talking about his feelings. And I feel like at the end of the day, that makes him for a better bachelor. Yeah. Television wise. I mean, we keep going back to the Higgs, Benny Higgs. He was the best at talking about his emotions out of all of the men that we've I know so I love like there will never be anything more epic in the history than a bachelor telling two women he loves them. Blake's gonna fall in love with everybody. And like so literally, good. it would be so funny. Blake would literally <laughs> fall in love with every single girl. It, he is, his poor heart can't handle it. He should not Aww. be the bachelor. Okay, it's Jason. <laughs> um, okay. Colton. All right. Should we move on to Colton? Yeah. Talk about someone who's. They didn't have to didn't, go far. They're both in Colorado. <laughs> talk about someone who's like, did not make my heart feel anything at all whatsoever. Okay. I have. <laughs> This mom was like sexually attracted stop. to her son. <laughs> Too far? Um, no, I get it. That's like a really good, like good joke to make. Like it's like because it's true. But like, <laughs> I just like I don't think she liked Becca talking about him sexually. Oh no, she was like, oh, stop it. Okay, oh. I uh, for somebody who says that he's very private about his virginity, yeah. he doesn't like giving it away. He really flaunts it. He was really flicking it any any which way. He was like, "Hey kids, did you know I'm a virgin?" Like, okay, anybody with ears who were willing to listen <laughs> that he was a virgin, he's willing to tell. I'm so done. Stop talking about locker room talk. Like, shut up. I don't I, feel I bad agree. for you. I don't like the idea of that being brought up in the lexicon. Yeah. And then also the first thing I wrote down was he manipulated her with sweet children. <laughs> okay. So I had this thought driving home from therapy okay. and this, I feel like encapsulates Colton as an entity and I don't know where it came from. Maybe God, <laughs> Could be. I think Colton, in a nutshell, is afraid of being unremarkable. Mm. And I think that is the essence of Colton. And even just by the way that he was talking about how he's never technically formally brought a woman home, and then all of those pictures of Allie Raceman and him being at home surfaced online yeah the fact that he's made a whole to do about his virginity um the fact that he started a cystic fibrosis foundation in his name it seems so badly and he, and the way that he talks about colton football colon yeah it seems like so badly that he wants to be special 
in some way. Oh my god! And I, and I was I've been trying to put in put in my head. I was like, why would somebody want to? Why would somebody why, make the choice to call himself a virgin? <laughs> and like, because that's been like his storyline throughout. And I get that people in society and The Bachelor. Um, at, puts an emphasis and sexually makes it a sexy storyline, but he seems to really relish in it in a way that I feel like no other virgins in this franchise have sort of sat in it. And I feel like if he has made the choice to be a virgin or if he's made the choice to say that he's a virgin, it's because it makes him feel special mm. in a way that nobody else is. It's about the title and it's about nothing else. Wow. It makes me feel bad for him. I literally thought about this the entire conversation. That was like an hour. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that all makes complete sense. Right? I don't even know what to say. I get it. It's just... it. He's going to snap one day. Uh, and Blake won't. Because, because Blake, Blake talks about that. it. And he talks about... Not what makes him unspecial, but he talks about what makes him feel inferior yeah wow i mean i just (laughs) this whole montage of him deciding to tell his parents on the bachelor that he's a virgin and then putting becca in a situation or becca i don't know how much agency she had in this i would have left that house and been like what the fuck just happened (laughs) why would you talk to a guy's mom about the fact that he hasn't been intimate with a woman and then his mom was literally like he never told me that also also why would he also why would you call your mom mama he said it did okay. everyone hear it did everyone hear it i don't maybe okay mama isn't that weird to me okay i think it's weird mama would be weird but he doesn't call her mama well that's because he they, calls they her didn't mama. show that they didn't show that they showed it in the promo but they didn't show it in the segment but the, mama's not that weird to me i think it's weird i i went to school with plenty of people that called their mama well you went to school in the south <laughs> okay Sorry. i don't mean to isolate our southern <laughs> listeners okay colton's from i don't whatever you know what what do i know screw me <laughs> i've heard our mom say that she called her mom mama no gracie way. did when gracie our little sister was young she'd be like mama when she was young not a tw- <laughs> not when grace was a 26 year old man <laughs> <laughs> you're right that was a weird year <laughs> 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 I also thought it was weird when his dad was talking to Colton about his situation. Oh, not necessarily about sex, but it was just like, okay, well, she knows. Do you know about, about Tia? Why you- were they talking about Tia so much? Why not talk about the Olympic famous athlete? Allie Raisman? Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I feel like his family's obsessed with The Bachelor, and they're just so obsessed with the fact that Colton's on The Bachelor. I agree. Which maybe feeds his feeling of needing to feel remarkable. Go to therapy, Colton. <laughs> And dad and mom. And mom. You guys, I got a great therapist. Like, I will happily give you her email. That family. The mom, the dad, probably the cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who was the cousin? I mean, he was like... Wait, no, I don't want to talk shit on the cousin because... I'm not talking shit on the cousin. He made a foundation for her and then was like, by the way, I'm naming it after me. (laughs) She's probably a little upset. (laughs) His little cousins were so cute and the kids at the hospital were so cute. I know. I will. And I will say Colton is really good with kids. Yeah. 
he knows it too that's why he was like look at me with kids i know it's a bummer you're right maybe he, he can have a dad he can have a, he can be a dad without a wife oh okay i just feel like he doesn't like i just he doesn't need to get married right now He's got some stuff to figure out. Yeah. I, all of those kids were so cute. And the girl at the hospital was, I just wanted, she was delicious when yeah. she was just like, oh, I really needed this <laughs> when they were giving her presents. And when they gave her the, the bag, she's like, oh, how funny. This bag is as tall as me. <laughs> I was like, oh, that girl's so cute. And then when he came home and the his cousins cousin, were like, is that your girlfriend? How cute. Yeah. He is good with kids. And that man, I we are when I saw Wedding Crashers for the first time and Owen Wilson was dancing with the flower girl and all the women were like fawning over yeah. him. I was like, that shit is real. Like I can know it is fake as F, but like if I see that <laughs> I am going like my ovaries mm. are gonna be like, let's um make one. <laughs> yeah. It's biological. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel that. <laughs> Great. That's cool. Fine. I literally, Thanks. every time I see a man with a child, I'm like, stop trying to manipulate us. <laughs> Whether so it, oh, it's you your, oh, it's your child. Whatever. <laughs> like, trying to get where'd me. you get that kid? <laughs> it's like from my home. It's mine. <laughs> well, maybe put our two, maybe our two uh, put us to get matches together and then we will make a healthy human being. <laughs> I think I'm just in the mindset of like, I hate like the idea of like, oh, the dad shows up to one um, class event and he's a hero. Yes. And the moms do everything and they're nobodies. Well, this used to drive like, would a man ever, mess. would a ma- man ever see me like with a baby with a messy bun and like throw up on my shirt and be like, gotta have her. <laughs> like, no, never. She, what a great mother. <laughs> this used to drive our mom nuts because she worked part time when I was in preschool. Yeah. And so she used to drop me off at school and I had, um, I was a really, I, I came out anxious and I was so sad when my mom would drop me off at school cause I would miss my mom. Um, and the preschool teacher used to pull her aside and be like, we think it's because you work, you work. And our mom worked the entire, my entire life. Like, like from the moment that I came out, she had, like, it had nothing to do with that at all. I was just like a weird kid who was anxious. Meanwhile, a dad would come by, drop his kid off like on a Friday once a week. And they'd be like, oh, Mr. Siegel, you how are, does uh, how he does he do it? You're such a loving and yeah. engaged father. Meanwhile, my mom worked every day, <laughs> dropped me off at school, and they were like, "Oh, she's sensitive because you work." I know, and <laughs> every time awful. I every time I see a man with a baby, that's the scenario I think yeah. about. <laughs> it's awful. It's so terrible. I'm we, just like, oh, what? You got an hour off for lunch? <laughs> And you were like, oh, Which I is, guess I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Which is probably bad of me. It's it's I hope all fathers out there are wonderful parents. Thank you for what you do. Fathers, mothers, everyone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I mean, listen. <laughs> we're grateful for it all. The double standard is real. Um, and together, Sarah, you and I will make a whole person. <laughs> <laughs> OK, let's talk about the girls. Girl talk. Um, b- 
Becca's like, let me catch you guys up. And then Tia was like, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) can I talk to you? Mm -hmm. So she feels feelings for Colton. Yes. I am not a Tia advocate. I do not like or appreciate her based on what she did with Becca in season in her season with Ari. Yeah, I Becca. totally thought everything that she did and said was fine. Oh, yeah. I was I'm and I, I've heard that Tia has been getting some hate online for this. And Becca stood up for her. Yeah. She made a whole Instagram story about it. But I I think pe- people should have been more outraged with how she betrayed a friend previous season than how she handled the situation now because this to me is like opposite of betraying a friend 100 we all know the only thing becca literally the only thing becca cares about is honesty it's all she wants it's the <laughs> Quote unquote, all she only wants. thing mm-hmm. she would take anything she'd take care of it as long as he was honest listen i hate people that don't look like me yeah. <laughs> good are were you honest that's all i want uh, you, you, at least you know what at least you're honest about it garrett <laughs> frankly um but yeah that's all she didn't she was being more of a friend now than she was on REC. And how many of us have been there where you're trying to be cool and you're faced with something that (laughs) makes you a little bit uncomfortable and you're like listen I'm totally cool about it. The minute that you say that you're cool about it you go home you reflect on it and then you're like no (laughs) yeah I'm upset that's exactly what happened given the opportunity she was honest and she said her piece i was so team tia during this entire interaction i mean i'm not on her team but i'm fine <laughs> Listen, <are> we- <laughs> this is eagles and the patriots yeah you, it's a i think she told <laughs> what i didn't get to finish i didn't get to finish my metaphor but it's okay because i didn't totally think it out, okay, I I was saying it out let's loud. move on from it okay uh, yeah i'm not <laughs> mad at tia but no. um okay <sighs> i've really gone back and forth with this what so becca sends okay so becca sends colton home yeah do you think she should have told colton no, because I don't think she ended up picking it based on. I think she, she picked it because it was weird because they were all talking about his virginity. <laughs> yeah, I think out of all of the four hometowns, she seemed the least connected with him. And I think what she said was true that her dad said his dad said, don't pick him if you don't want him. Yeah. Let him go now. I, I and let's think- be fair if you like were if you were really falling in love with someone and then your friend was like no I love him like you could not just like live your life with him forever you'd think about that for the rest of your life yeah and if Tia has any chance with him throwing her under the bus would have ruined any chance for Tia to reconcile so I thought it was a really classy move for her not to bring up Tia at all here's the only okay so if it was opposite so if it was like I'm definitely picking him I love him then she'd have to tell him Right. Yeah. Well, because the, like then it would be it would be an issue that would plague the relationship. Right. Rather than being like, I have stronger feelings for these three guys. Yeah. What's the point of throwing my friend out of the bus in the process? Yeah. I thought the way that these women handled it was a plus, like a plus for girl power. They did I'm a great job in on both of them in, in the way that they handled this. By the way, Becca has a boyfriend. I know. I saw he's, he's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> so happy I love them I'm so happy for her he's like the creator of this like nonprofit. Uh, I feel like that fits exactly what she needs what she needs she didn't need Ari I also thought that Caroline just like summed up the situation perfectly when she was just like damn 
this situation sucks <laughs> because she yeah. felt empathy for both women on all sides can i say the meanest thing i'll ever say uh, in my entire life sure i didn't think she looked great i thought the exact opposite <laughs> i truly was just like caroline's hot well i her personality of course makes her that much better but the second they showed them, I was like, oh, no. Karen. Was it because she was angry? Could be. Maybe she was just like, not angry, but Am concerned. I a Garrett? I'm like, oh, I can't see these maybe, people sad. Maybe you hate the demon that you see within yourself. <laughs> it's totally possible. No one I, can I be sad ever. <laughs> I literally thought the same. I literally thought the opposite. I was like, her voice is like sexy, raspy, cool romper. And I was like, she has a cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like the Friends episode where Phoebe has a cold and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feeling it. And Sarah's just like, phlegm, gross. I'm like, take an emergency. You're on TV. <laughs> yeah, I thought she looked so pretty. Um, By the way, uh, this entire episode, not of this podcast, but of this show, the second Garrett's date was over, I forgot Garrett existed until they got to the rose ceremony. Oh, it, I was like, yes. whoa, I forgot about you. <laughs> like, oh, hey, that guy. Yeah. Um, I also thought that Blake's limo exit, uh, not Blake, I'm sorry, uh, Colton's limo exit where he's like, quote unquote, crying in the limo was about as fake as Tia's limo exit when she got let go. They belong together. I don't know. I, I, there could be something there. Okay. I am excited to go to Thailand. Same. Wait, for real or it, on the show? Time. I'm excited for them to go to Thailand. Yeah, because as we know, Jason's an amazing kisser. How much do we love when Caroline was like, you got to take him to that fantasy suite? I know that was so funny. Because <laughs> that's was like, what girls say. She's like, he's such a good kisser. And she was like, take him to the fantasy suite. <laughs> Have some fun. Who cares if you don't like him? <laughs> Girl talk. Girl talk. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know I I'm just, excited like, for I Thailand. I just chat on locker room talk, but like the minute that Carolina was like, take him to the fantasy suite, I was like, girl talk. <laughs> Whatever. Girl talk is so much nicer. <laughs> well, because it's like. Because it's not a- rape culture. Right. Because it's like he's a Locker good- room talk is like, so I found her pa- blacked out <laughs> under a dumpster. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Right. And like, meanwhile, Becca's just like, oh, my God, you guys, he kisses good. And it's like, why don't you like kiss a little bit? Hey, why don't you just kiss him more? Is that? Oh, my God. I'm being bad. You're Sorry. Right. I had right. two mimosas. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's not even 12 p.m. <laughs> um, yeah. Final thoughts? Feels? How do you feel? I just really, really hope she picks Blake. I think her yeah. and Blake do really well together. I really like Blake and I like Becca. Just all signs to me point to Blake. I'll be really upset if she breaks his heart because as we see in Thailand, she's crying and she goes, what am I doing? I literally just did what Ari did to me. And I was like, oh God, she's going to tell Blake she loves him and then she's going to send him home. That's the first thought. Why would she do that though? Okay. Dream scenario. Blake gets picked. Jason's the bachelor. Yeah. Dream. Garrett is. Bye Garrett. I'm okay scrubbing you from my consciousness. Garrett, yeah. Garrett um, has some sort of situation where he's stuck in Thailand. His passport doesn't work. Great. Cool. <laughs> he, he can't get out. <laughs> Do you think his mom would be more upset about him getting stuck in Thailand or his divorce? <laughs> some way I feel like they'd still all blame his ex-wife. <laughs> 
Damn it. They were just Damn like, it, that evil woman. I told you it all come back to Kiki. Oh, Kiki. my God. Do you love me? So I actually just have one more thing that I have to say. What? Um, <laughs> bye, guys. Just take this. Think about it. Fast forward to the chorus. You can't. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Spider-Man. Hi, this is Will Hines. And this is Kevin Hines. We are co-hosts of the podcast Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. You love Spider-Man, so listen to us as we go over his original 1960s comic books where you'll meet all of these characters for the very first time. Dr. Octopus. Aunt May. J. Jonah Jameson. Fancy Dan. Also, we're brothers, so that's cool. Yeah, listen to Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. New episodes every Wednesday. On Campfire Media. Campfire.